first Super Hoop games shipped. Ryan McQuaid joins American Pinball. Fathom revisited in production. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston, and I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine. And I'm joined here with... I'm Martin Ayub, and I'm the editor of Pinball News, and we're here to look back at all the exciting events that happened in the month of April 2022 in the world of pinball. Right. And, and uh, of course, at the beginning of these uh, these pincasts, we always say what an exciting month it's been and how, how action-packed it's it it was um, well this month it wasn't yeah let's, let's be honest it wasn't the most exciting of months That's but, what I said. Uh, but we've got something to report so uh please stick with us because we've we've got some, yeah, uh, some we we got two news. hours of no news for you yes <laughs> that's right but we'll we'll pad it out best we can no we won't no there is there is a lot happened it's just none of it was particularly dramatic that was all but yeah. uh, the, let's get on with it then and uh let's start with uh our first headline i suppose which yeah. was um the well, super hoop games shipping from bitronic in spain Yeah, yes we're really. starting with news from overseas people yes yes <laughs> unless you're in spain in which case it's not Yes. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, last month, uh, the, uh, my apologies, I forgot or I left out um, uh, Quetzal Pinball and uh, Bitronic from our uh, monthly uh, uh, pincast uh, uh, review of, of, of whatever uh, happened. And um, I got an email from uh, Antonio uh, Arturo, from mm -hmm. uh, Quetzal Pinball, um, basically telling me, like, how could you have missed all the news? <laughs> yes. I, 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 I'm sorry, I should say that in the Spanish accent. How could you have missed all that? <laughs> no, I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> sorry. Couldn't resist. I have uh, terrible jokes. I apologize for that. I'm sure uh, no offense was taken. Uh, let's hope so. So um, no, there was uh, actually this month there was an uh, uh, unboxing video of um, uh, Super Hoop, yeah, uh, posted by um, and I forgot the name of the channel. Okay, uh, right, uh, retro retro watch or something like that. Um, but anyway, if you're a subscriber to the Pinball Magazine newsletter, there will be a link in there so you can watch it anyway. And else you just um, have to, to, to yeah, Google it, I suppose. Yeah, if you go to YouTube and look for Super Hoop unboxing video, I'm sure you'll find it. Yes, exactly. So, um, And what's interesting, uh, especially in, in, the, um, uh, in that video, as you will see, the, uh, the back box opens up, hinged at the, at the bottom... And it folds open like, um, yeah, how do you say, like a, like a, a motor hood or something like that. But instead mm -hmm. of going up, it actually comes down. Right. Okay. So the the, the back glass um, hinge is hinged at the bottom and, and folds onto the the play field. Yes. Yes. But not all the way because it, no. it's being stopped. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's uh, something to to stop it, and. Um, uh, well, so the, the news that I'm uh, reading out loud now is actually the news from uh, last month. Uh, Bitronic had a stand at the International Gaming and Gambling Trade Show, uh, in Mad which was held in Madrid on uh, March 15th to 17th. 
where they had three super hoop games in their stand and two more pil- uh, two more pinballs in a partner stand. Mm-hmm. One of their distributors also had a pinball at an expo in Dubai, which was at the end of March. And they also presented two Super Hoop games at the Enada Rimini uh, in Italy. That's the, the big trade show that's held twice a year in, in Italy. Yes, um, uh, where it was at the stand of their Italian distributors. So the good news is that apparently Bitronic already has a number of distributors for their games. Yeah, and they're very busy in, in promoting that as well, which is, which is great. Yeah, and uh, obviously Bitronic is also doing dart games and so on, so it's not surprising that they have distributors. Um, so hopefully the game will, uh, will catch on. Um, and um, in March, Bitronic also delivered their first game, and uh, since then they have been sending out pinballs uh, uh, since then. And um, Antonio also pointed me to his uh, Instagram account where he's posting regular uh, updates regularly. So um, what I could see is a, um, a whole of... Uh, I suppose Bitronic uh, with quite a few uh, Bitronic uh, uh, Superhoop games uh, set up there. So uh, there's quite a few games uh, uh, coming and uh, about to be uh, boxed up and, and shipped out, I suppose. Oh, great. Let's hope it's a big success for them. Then uh, they can uh, move on to some other, some other titles as well. Yeah, I'm very curious if Antonio's already working on on a new design for them. I, uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I, I, I thought I'd heard that um, that they were doing another design, but I wasn't sure whether Antonio was, was involved in that. I'm not but, sure. Uh, we will see in, in the future, but uh, congratulations to them anyway on uh, on shipping that game out and hope the, the lucky buyers are, are very pleased with it. Okay, I sense that you're sort of in a rush to get this boring month over. Well, we haven't really got much more to say about that, so let's let's move on to our second headline then, which uh, which does take us firmly back over to the United States and to the Chicagoland area and uh, American Pimple, where they have uh, David Fix um, announced this uh, this past week that uh, Ryan McQuaid has been appointed as game designer. and that might not be a very familiar name, let's be honest. It's not like uh, they hired Steve True. Ritchie. No, no, but uh, Ryan's... Um, you may have heard of the game that Ryan's been working on. You may have seen it as well, or you may even have played it. He created the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball homebrew game. Which yes, uh, well, I've, I've seen pictures. I haven't played it. I have seen pictures, and that is indeed an impressive-looking game. It is. It was uh, fantastic when I was there, and I had a, had a good look at it. Well, it was. I uh, didn't, didn't actually get a chance to play it because, you know, naturally, it was, uh, it was very popular with everybody, and it's pretty hard to get on on a game without spending some time queuing, and that's uh, a busy show for me as as it is for many other people. So I didn't have right. the time to, but uh, I did get some pictures of it anyway, and uh, it was it was very well received and won uh, the Popular Choice Award, I think, at that show. From uh, from the public vote, right now. So while um, Ryan designed this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, spinball pinball machine, mm-hmm. um, we don't know whether that is actually going to be a future title for Spooky Pinball or whether they are going American to retheme. Uh, sorry, American Pinball. Mm-hmm. My bad. Um, or whether they are retheming uh, that design into something else. 
which might be very well be the case, or maybe they just make a deal with uh, with Sega. Yeah, that would be uh, be the best way to go, given uh, how how heavily themed it is on Sonic the Hedgehog. But they certainly had the the game in the American Pinball Factory and took pictures of it as part of their uh, announcement with um, Ryan with the game. Um, so obviously the, the company were looking at it, and it would make sense if they were looking to see how they can make it um, a producible game. Um, Probably, yeah. And they also took it to the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic Show, which was the past weekend. It was indeed, yes. They were there with uh, Legends of Valhalla, Hot Wheels and uh, Houdini. I don't think they had any Oktoberfest games there, though. Hmm. Which, um, well, it's I not think... October, so that makes no, sense. No, true. But um, it does kind of mirror what uh, what they had at the Texas show. I don't think they had any Oktoberfest games there either. Yeah, but they probably sold them. Uh, well, yeah, it could, could well be. But... Um, Maybe it's time to be making some some more. Well, apparently that's actually the case. Um, from what uh, what my sources are telling me, uh, Oktoberfest will be um, uh, in production uh, early summer, uh, as in uh, April May. Um, late summer, Houdini will be back into production, and Hot Wheels in the late fall of this year. Oh right, okay. So uh, obviously, more Oktoberfest games coming. Well, about now. Then I would, I would guess it's late April and early May. That's that's now. Yeah, that is now. So, uh, and uh, of course there are also. Uh, I suppose they are still building uh, Legend of Warhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meantime, and um, well, it's sort of exciting news. Dennis Nordman mentioned on his uh, Facebook that his game is expected to be in production in October. Right. Okay. Um, I'm surprised it's going to take that long, but. Um, I guess if they're uh, they're producing October first, Houdini and Hot Wheels, all the way through until then, um, maybe they they aren't in the business of setting up multiple production lines or at least two two lines, which is what we've uh, we've spoken about before on this uh, pincast and I've spoken to David Fix about. Well, Legends so, of Valhalla might also still be in production, so that could be on one true. line. That's and a good then point. the other uh, the other games, the the, the rerun, so to speak, on the second line. Yep, yeah, I, I honestly thought Dennis's game would be a bit earlier than October, but uh, as we've seen from plenty of other companies, um, there are delays in, in sourcing parts and, yeah. and indeed in sourcing uh, employees to, to build games. So uh, um, maybe well, that's... Well, they just uh, added that, Ryan. I'm yeah. not saying that Ryan is going to be building games, but... No. Uh, no, I mean, in, in a way, that... Um, because they, they are building a, or they are, are doing another game with Riot Pinball, so uh, uh, Scott and Frank. So that's that's in the pipeline as well. And if they were going to be doing uh, a Ryan game, and um, they also and have uh, the, the last uh, Barry Osler game. Well, that's that's what I was about to say. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, they've got Barry's game, which uh, which is going to be developed and and taken into production too. So they got a got a good pipeline of games there. Um, I'm sure everybody is is waiting for supply lines to improve, and uh, so they can they can get on and, and start announcing some new titles. Because one of the things that we haven't got this month, um, I think it's fair to say, are any new titles. No, don't think so. No, no, no. Okay, but don't don't switch off yet because there's no, 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 there's no, plenty no, to go. There, there is other news. As <laughs> yes, boring as it is, it is still news. <laughs> no, it's not boring. It's just uh, it's not headline grabbing necessarily. But. Oh, well, well, speaking of of um, uh, thank you for the bridge, I suppose. Um, 
new new t- speaking of new titles ah, i think right. actually uh uh well we're still waiting for a new uh, for a title that everybody already knows is coming uh but it hasn't been announced yet and that's the next uh, jersey jack mm-hmm. pinball game but we're getting the feeling we're getting closer and closer and closer well, we'd have to be really, because uh, oh, can't, can't keep making Gun, um, Guns and Roses games forever. No, no, and um, but we um, have heard that um, that there are, there are no more, or people are being told they can't visit the, the factory, the JGP factory anymore. People who would normally be uh, welcome to come and have a look around, yeah. uh, they seem to have cancelled all factory tours, so maybe that means they're making the next game now, so that when they announce it, they've got got uh, a large number of units ready, or, uh, or already with distributors. That, that's uh, one theory, um, unconfirmed. Interestingly, um, RB Flip France did do a video tour of the Jersey Jack Pinball yeah, factory. Yeah, they were probably the last ones. Yeah, I think so, yeah, which was uh, only about a week ago. And, um, well, well, they're obviously making Guns N' Roses at that I think, point. I think it was around uh, April 18th or so uh, that they were there. So. Oh, did that long ago? Okay. Yeah. Right. That, yes. Um, so they were, Guns N' Roses on the line there. Uh, I don't think you would see any, uh, any no. hints as to what else might be coming up. It was uh, quite heavily edited, that video, I think, um, with lots of, lots of cuts jump cuts around it as well to to make it sort of uh, pacey mm-hmm. so uh, in, interesting to if you've uh, if you've never been to the jersey jet pinball factory or indeed you've never seen around a pinball factory at all uh, to see how they're making guns and roses they didn't seem to be hugely busy but they did have a lot of games in boxes waiting to go out so uh, right so that was a good sign anyway they, they've got the games made and uh, and and are still building them yeah. So, and there's a second uh, clue, which is purely purely speculative from my end. Oh, good. Uh, we like those. Yeah, uh, Jean-Paul De Win, who is the uh, uh, LCD animator for um, uh, Jersey Jack Pinball or motion graphics designer, if you if you want to yeah. call it that, um, he posts on his Facebook that he is um, back in the US visiting Jersey Jack Pinball. And um, I haven't checked with John Paul, so it's pure, like I said, it's pure a hunch on my end. Mm-hmm. But it could be that he's not back yet. And as far as I know, Jean Paul never experienced a game reveal uh, in the US uh, while he, uh, since working for Jersey Jack Pinball. He's started off as a contractor, and I think he still is a contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been doing that basically since The Wizard of Oz. Every game he's been involved in, yeah, uh, art directing the, uh, the the LCD content basically, and and, and designing all that. Um, and I think he's got a, a a team of people that he's working with now. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is uh, basically supervising. Um, I think it would be nice for Jean Paul to be part of such a reveal. And uh, so it could be that he's, uh, we don't know why he's in the US, we know that he's visiting JJP, but he could also just be working there, fine-tuning the last bits and pieces of uh, uh, LCD code for the game that we're about to discover. Yeah, or could be helping out with the, the promotional uh, material, you know, the flyers, the, the banners, exactly, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, and um, something else I was going to mention. Um, yes, there's been a, a big push on social media for Jersey Jack Pinball's online capabilities. They're, um, well, they're connected. Well, there's nothing else to push, I suppose. Well, well, well with the uh, the Scorbit aspect of it. But, of course, that's still still missing for Pirates of the Caribbean, that game. However, there is some good news for Pirates of the Caribbean owners. Well, if you call that good news. Well, it's getting some love anyway. Um, Elite Toppers um, have produced a, a new Pirates of the Caribbean topper. Um, not the cheapest one. I know toppers tend to be rather more uh, costly than you think they should be, but this one, I think, is this the most expensive topper? Is it, is it, is it, I think it exceeds the cost of the Star Wars one, didn't it, when that came out for for Stern game? I'm not it even was, sure how much that was. I know Elvira was a thousand. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, well, anyway, this one costs um, two, basically two thousand five hundred US dollars. What? Yeah, I think, um, I think the Star Wars one was uh, two thousand or nineteen ninety nine or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, well, it's a licensed thing, isn't it? So it's going to cost... Uh, and it's Lucasfilm as well, so uh, Disney now. So, yes, it's not going to be cheap. But, uh, yes, this one's $2,500, uh, limited to a maximum of 100 units. Right. It's currently uh, not, not available, but we don't know whether it's out of stock or whether it's sold out or whether they're just not able to make any more at the moment. Right. Um, I, I thought it sold out, to be honest, but if it has, then that's a nice, cool quarter of a million dollars in uh, in topper yeah in topper. and uh, it probably means that they'll be building those toppers for the rest of the year <laughs> well yeah I, I I, in all fairness i do have to say um it is an impressive looking topper um and i suppose if you can afford a pirates of the caribbean pinball machine then you might as well be able to afford such a topper topper yeah um but as i say that's the only game that i think that hasn't got the uh, the score bit and achievements added to it yet, which uh, um, constantly told is is in in beta test and will be available shortly. But we've had that for about six months, so fingers crossed that uh, owners get uh, get some love and get that added to their game, and then you can uh, you can s- celebrate by buying yourself a, 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 a uh, an elite toppers topper for your game. Right. So and. Um well, the most exciting JJP news, actually, we haven't mentioned yet. Mm. Yes, absolutely. What's that? That's our interview with oh, Steve yes. Ritchie. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do hope you got to uh, listen to that. We did a special pincast, bonus pincast, um, in the middle of, uh, uh, well, I suppose it was, tw- uh, yeah, middle of last month, wasn't it? In yeah. The middle of April. Mid- in mid-April. So uh, yeah, We had a, an extensive interview with uh, Steve Ritchie, where he uh, gave us... The, the lowdown on um, on how he came to join Jersey Jack Pimble and left Stone Pimble and uh, much, much more. Right. Uh, we won't go into it here because you either have already listened to it or you certainly can uh, at the same place that you're getting this this pincast. Right. So it's a previous episode, so um, clearly marked as the interview with uh, Steve Ritchie. Yeah, well. So if you haven't listened so to that, then make sure that you listen to it. It is recommended. Okay. Um, yeah. And we did. Re- uh, I did receive quite a few compliments for the interview. Mm, yes, same here. Yes. Yeah, we don't want to stop uh, blowing our own trumpet too much. But um, so moving on with uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, they were at the recent uh, Midwest Gaming Classic 
show, which was in uh, Milwaukee this right. uh, past weekend. They were there uh, as part of the Kingpin Game stand, where I think they just had Guns N' Roses there because yes. that's the current title. Yes, and uh, I guess they're probably not making any of the any of the older games at the moment. So uh, yeah, Kingpin Games were um, well. Obviously, the Guns N' Roses games are always very popular. Any shows they go to. Um, so thanks to Kingpin for uh, for bringing them to Midwest Gaming Classic. Right. So, and of course, there is a connection. Kingpin Games uh, is run by uh, the brother of uh, Eric Monnier, who is a designer at uh, Jersey Jack Pinball. So, that yep. makes perfect sense. Great. Okay, moving on then. Yeah, around the block. Yep. Okay. Stern Pinball. Stern Pinball. Well, um, no new game announcements from them, and um, but they did announce um, a, a sort of rough schedule of the games they're going to be producing over the rest of the year. Yeah, which is actually not officially uh, announced, but I think uh, a sort of uh, uh, a penciled-in timeline, you could call it, was uh, yeah. sent out to some distributors. Who, I think uh, so. Yeah, so uh, basically we're looking at... Um, uh, they're, they're probably doing two titles a month... Um, obviously, earlier on, Stern announced that they're not going to do a new Cornerstone game until August of this year. And in the meantime, they'll be um, trying to fill uh, backlog uh, orders mm. uh, for different games. And uh, so for last month, I know we know that Avengers was on the line and apparently Rush. Um, uh, for this month, May, uh, Deadpool and Godzilla are uh, scheduled, also Mandalorian. For June, Mandalorian, Rush and uh, Jurassic Park. July, Godzilla again. And uh, uh, August says Star Wars uh, with the original art package, uh, as well as the new Corn uh, Stern Cornerstone game. Uh, September is still also uh, Star Wars, November, Jurassic Park, The Pin. And then for November, a uh, new run of Elvira Premiums. And December, we'll see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles taken into production, mm -hmm. along with, uh, I suppose, the new Cornerstone game, which I, one might expect Stern will be making for a couple of months at least. Yes, you think so. They probably want to get that in for the uh, run-up to the holiday season. Right, and all of this, uh, of course, depends on uh, the availability of uh, uh, parts. And yep. uh, uh, well, this backlog wouldn't be so big if if these supply chain issues wouldn't be that big in the first place. True. Um, well, as, as you said, Rush uh, makes a couple of appearances on that. Rush is their current title, so not unsurprisingly, there's been some new code for that game, which. Um, actually been quite quite impressive what they've added to it this time around in version 0.93 right which um introduces a whole lot more rules including a new clock bonus feature and the voyage wizard mode um and there's a um as with most of the wizard modes on stone games you also get a, a sort of a mini game mini challenge game which is called the voyage challenge on this which you can select from the start menu so you can just basically go in and play the a version of the wizard mode as a as a game in itself. Right. So that's been added. Um, it's quite a few tweaks to how the rules work. Obviously, improvements to lighting effects um, and lots more achievements for the insider connected players. 
And if you only if you do use the inside connected, there is apparently some secret feature. Oh. Um, but um, it's so secret, we don't know what it is, and we, um, we couldn't even spoil it for you Finally, if, if we wanted to. Finally, was able to keep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, okay, very good. Um, well, it's been quite good at, at keeping what the what the next title is until until it's officially announced, anyway. Well, uh, well everybody right. is rumouring uh, that's going to be Venom. Yes, that's right, yes. Um, I think that's... Um, a uh, rumoured uh, Brian Eddy design, if uh, I'm not mistaken. But it could also be John Borg or... Uh, I, I'd heard um, Jack Danger, for sure. That, uh, that would seem awfully quick after the Jurassic Park to pin. Oh, well, that's been and gone. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a rapid turnaround these days at Stern. You know, more and more titles. Um, anyway, we'll see um, exactly what that is. They are quite good at keeping at least who's doing it, even if they're not, uh, well, they're not that keeping... good at the titles. Right. Okay. okay. Anyway. So, and, um, yeah, well, you, you also had some news about Stern attending the uh, 2022 Craft Brewers Conference in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, they're there, um, well, basically now. Right now. Um, the moment well, maybe not at this precise moment, but uh, certainly from the 2nd to the 5th of, of May, they are at the Craft Brewers Conference uh, in Minneapolis, as you just said, uh, where they're on booth 3839, if you are attending. Uh, they are represented, they haven't got um, Gary uh, or George or uh, any of the usual ones there. They've got no, Eric they're, they're sitting in the heavy drinkers. I yes, think. that's right. Yeah, the ones who know their beer rather than the ones who pretend they know their beer. Um, Tyler Carson, um, Evan Kirby, and Pat Powers is there as well. Um, according to Stern, there's no better combination than pinball and beer. With a president that only drinks vodka. Yes. Well, um, ignoring that. Well, not only, but... No. <laughs> Most. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so they will be showcasing their Insider Connect um system across uh, the games Rush and Godzilla and the Mandalorian and Avengers Infinity Quest. So they're going to have those those four machines set up. And obviously uh, pinball and beer and brewer, brewers and uh, bars are uh, a very popular combination. And well, Stern, they, even that, they have the brewery of the month uh, every month do, on yes. their Facebook. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, they, uh, I'm sure they like their beers at Stern and... Um, it's interesting to see that so many breweries actually have a connection with Stern Pinball or Pinball in general. So. Yes, and uh, at Pinball Expo, when they do the um, the event, they often hold in, con in conjunction with uh, Logan Arcade. They often have uh, free beer at that as well for those who uh, are able to attend. Right. Okay, um, so we mentioned MGC earlier, and um, when we talked about JGP, and, but obviously Stern were, were heavily represented there, thanks to Marco Specialties and, and again, Kingpin Games, where they had a big display of Rush and Godzilla games. And um, as, as often the case at these major shows, they were running a special insider-connected leaderboard system just for that, uh, that one event. Now, that's something which... If you speak to them, they say, yes, it will be available for locations to set up their own um, bespoke uh, tournament and leaderboard systems as part of the entirely connected system uh, soon. But it's been soon for a while, but it's not, not actually available yet for them. But uh, maybe it will be. And uh, seem to be a lot of uh, locations saying, we want this. We want to be able to run our own leaderboards at our own location. So... Uh, 
that will be a good a good uh, push for Intel Connected if they can roll that out. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, while well, we earlier mentioned uh, RB for uh, Flip France from France uh, visiting Jersey uh, Jack Pinball, but they uh, also went around the block and visited Stern Pinball. So there's also a video available uh, from their Stern Factory tour. Mm. If you're interested in that. Yes, obviously doing a, a tour of the uh, the pinball factories and uh, and shooting some video. So, so uh, go go and see and uh, go and see what they're making. Right. Okay. So, um, I suppose we're moving on to our uh, third headline now. Yeah. Um, so we move down to Australia and Haggis Pinball, uh, who have up until very recently been very very quiet about uh, about production of their Fathom Revisited game. Yeah. Right. Uh, we know that they finished the production of Celts and that they were starting to get ready to take uh, Fathom into production and uh, in which order they would build the games. Um, and uh, uh, this month, uh, not even that long ago, I think a week ago or so, we got a uh, a video with no words, mm-hmm. uh, just showing um, uh, eight games uh, set up in a... Um, uh, I suppose you could call it a manufacturing a area. Yeah, workshops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight fathom or at least cabinets uh, were set up, and uh, uh, we got a look inside the game. Mm. Uh, I have to say, they look very, very, very nice. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Yes, um, I was surprised to see the two subwoofers in there. All the electronics seem to be in in the base of the cabinet rather than in the back box. So, um, which obviously can be a, a problem if uh, screws or anything or metal parts fall off the, the play field. Not that you would expect that on a, on a new game, but, you know, vibrations happen. It's the nature of the, of the game. So they did have some, some pretty, uh, pretty hefty plastic sheets or plastic uh, panels covering all the electronics, which uh, we've seen before. But uh, hopefully these days, with without so many, well, without any uh, incandescent lamps and, and lower um, current draw and power usage, it won't get too hot in the base of those cabinets, like, which is always the problem with putting, well, one of the other problems with putting electronics in the, in the base of the cabinet is there's not much in the way of airflow. Right. Um, but uh, as I say, these days... Low power consumption, less heat, so hopefully not a problem. Right. So, and uh, uh, apparently the Mermaid games also have a um, a, a floor projecting light show. So, mm. it, which probably means that they have LCD uh, LEDs on the uh, uh, underside of the cabinets. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, nice effect. It's like a sort of disco light type thing. Ooh, disco! Yeah, love it. Yeah, we should should certainly have some good sound to it anyway, with those, with that sound system that's in the game and the and the powerful amplifier. Right. Okay. So and that was the only news uh, for uh, Hackers Pinball uh, this month. Um, we didn't see any any games actually in production. We just saw uh, eight games. We saw one being there. boxed up. I think. Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, uh, for a lot of people enough to to know that hackers are uh, working on fulfilling their orders. So, yeah. good news there. Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations if you've got an order in for one of those games. It looks like uh, uh, things are happening um, at Haggis to to actually get those games made. So good. So right. moving on. Um, one 
if, if Haggis are uh, successful in, in making games, um, let's move to a company that wasn't, um, with the ongoing saga, which is pretty much drawing to a close these days of, of Deep Root Pinball, there isn't a huge amount more to be said because uh, there's not an awful lot left of the company. No, well, uh, most of the, uh, the assets were uh, sold, I suppose. Yes, but, that's right. But, but yeah. there are still court hearings and what have you. Uh, yeah. You know all about it, so... Well, I've been, been been keeping an eye on it. It's it's pretty dull stuff, so I won't, I won't uh, spend too much time on it. Just, just to mention that um, probably the biggest asset of the Deep Fruit group of companies were those life insurance policies, which... Uh, which were bought by um, bought by Policy Services, I think, which was the name of the company which uh, which bought them. And there was meant to be a lot more um, of them bought, but um, I think there were about ten million dollars worth bought in the end, and they've now been sold to at a, at a reduced price, obviously, um, as part of the liquidation of assets to a company called Tuyo, which um, which is. Would, wouldn't be interesting in the least, except that um, TU is uh, short for Turner, and uh, Turner is, um, for those who are following this, Turner Logic were the company who ran the IT systems for Robert Muller's um, companies and were developing the software for the, the pinball games as well. So he was the one who was, or his company was the one who was um, doing all the bookkeeping for... Um, for the deep root companies, so you know, Which it's a good is position. Interesting because apparently it turns out to be a lack of bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, so there seems to be, um, yeah, not much in the way of records around. But um, I guess see that company would be in a good position to know what what was paid for the uh, the policies in the first place and what their what their book value might be. Anyway, they are now in the uh, life insurance business, having bought those policies. Hmm. So. Um, there you go. It's uh, that's probably, as I say, the most valuable part of the assets that were that were outstanding from the company, and everything else has pretty much been sold off. Now we just wait for the the, the bankruptcy and uh, any possible criminal prosecutions uh, to go through the courts. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to add anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I have to be very careful what we say anyway. Okay, but um, so nothing more to say there. There's also, I don't think there's anything much more to say from uh, from our friend Mike Kalinowski and uh, Homepin in uh, in Taiwan. Right. No, actually, uh, very little news. Uh, I think he shared a post about uh, building some uh, uh, stand-up targets, uh, which is not very exciting, although mm-hmm. if you need them, uh, you need them, I suppose. Um, I did text him uh, before we started recording this, and he has seen my message, but he hasn't responded yet. So in case he gets back to mm-hmm. me during this uh, recording, then we will still add it to our uh, to our show. Okay, well, if we haven't got any news from him, let's, uh, shall, we, shall we try and call up our uh, our trusted advisor who, who might be able to give us some news from, yeah. the, from the pinball world? 
Well, that's uh, that. Uh, I'm assuming that you're referring to our good friend uh, Gary Flower. Of course, who yes. Of, often tries to get onto our show, but is well, we try to get him on as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unfortunately, so far we haven't been that lucky to get him actually on. Well, we, we do know that Gary's just been at the Midwest Gaming Classic, so he, he must have picked up, a, must have spoken to an awful lot of people there and picked up a lot of news about what's been going on in the business and uh, you know, might have some, some insider tips on uh, what's coming up. Right, okay. So, uh, well, I suppose we... Uh, uh, do, do you want to call him up? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give him a call then, see what happens. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm calling him right now. That doesn't sound too good. Gary, are you there? Yeah. Gary? Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, I think he hang up. Oh, dear. Uh, well, sure it was the right number or the right right contact. Um, I didn't look at the number. I looked at the name. Ah, it's a modern right. phone, you know. Oh, but, really? Uh, oh, I don't know. I just remember all the numbers. Um, okay. Well, well, we'll try and get back to it. Oh, hang on. I've just got a text message coming through from, from Gary. He says, Been at the show... Lost my voice, can't talk. See you next month. Oh, okay. Obviously, can't okay. text very much either. I suppose yeah. that explains uh, explains what we just witnessed. Oh, okay. Well, get well soon, Gary, and we'll uh, hope to hear from you um, in in next month's pincast. Yeah, um, I'm sure he has uh, plenty of great news, and it will still be uh, worth mentioning next month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, moving on. Um, Let's move on. Uh, we mentioned about um, events in Spain, so let's let's uh, let's go back to Europe and, and talk about what's been going on with Pedretti Gaming. Oh, I was going to say Pimble Brothers because there's no news there. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we skip them then uh, and go Pedretti on. Pedretti Gaming, yeah, what a good idea. There is some news there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They released an alternative translate for the uh, Funhouse 2.0 Rudy's Nightmare uh, upgrade kit, uh, which costs. Uh, 120 euro plus VAT, uh, and that translate, which is printed on a three millimeter three thick acrylic, mm -hmm. uh, is limited to 200 units. Okay. And, uh, um, so basically, you can choose which translate you prefer uh, in your package. Although I'm not sure whether there is the option to actually choose between the two mm. if you decide to buy the kit now. Um, it's still uh, artwork by the same artist that did the uh, the original back class for the uh, Rudy's Nightmare uh, game. Uh, so it's not by the original artist, uh, John Yowsey, uh, which would be nice, I suppose. But then again, we don't know whether John would even be interested in doing something like that. No. So anyway, if you if you were or have uh, um, the the two point zero Rudy's Nightmare Funhouse game. And uh, wanted an alternate translate? There you are. You'd have the choice now of, of buying that one if you want, um, as you say, limited to 200. And I guess you don't need to have the game. You could. You might just like the artwork. Right. So, um, okay. And uh, if, you're looking, if you're curious what it looks like, uh, there will be an image in the uh, Pinball Magazine newsletter, which will be uh, sent out uh, uh, a couple of days after the recording of this show. Um, so... Sounds good. Okay, so um, well, we mentioned uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, yeah, which is ob obviously is in uh, Wisconsin, which is the home state of Spooky Pinball. And of course, and they were there. 
Of course they were there. Uh, quite a big stand, actually. Uh, they brought four games, two Halloweens and two Ultraman uh, games, uh, and a very big merchandise stand. Yeah, they do have a good range of uh, spooky merchandise. So, uh, it's always a good place to buy it and, 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 try, and, uh, and try it first before you buy at, at the shows. Uh, they, they are busy um, cranking out those, those games, uh, apparently producing around about 40 games a week. Yes, which is, uh, I'd say, for a company that size, pretty impressive. I think it is. I think it's, a com- uh, it's impressive for any company, to be honest. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and that's about all the news there is for uh, Spooky Pinball for the uh, for the moment. So. Yeah, yeah. Although I have to say, the, those games from what from what I saw, those games were in uh, were very popular throughout the uh, the entire weekend. There seemed to be a, a big line of people waiting to play them. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to say um, um, I attended the uh, Flip Expo in uh, wow, France. Wow, come to that, at, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And uh, the link to Spooky is that um, there was an Ultraman game uh, present, so I got the chance to uh, to play one more game, uh, but I did a lot better on that game than I did in uh, uh, Texas. At the Texas show. Mm. Um uh, there was a lot of interest for that game, and uh, apparently the the person who brought it is uh, a distributor for France or something. Uh, there was a, a friend of mine was also there who was interested in it. So, so, so was making very hard attempts to trying to sell uh, that game to him. So uh, <laughs> that was rather interesting and amusing to watch. Good. Uh, so yeah, it's good. To, good to know that they they are uh, they are available in in Europe. If you uh, who are interested in buying one, yeah. So still not in uh, in in the large quantities that they are available in the in the US, but uh, but still, we are getting uh, more and more. I suppose. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay, moving on to uh, Chicago Gaming. No new games announced from them, but um, they were represented at the recent Pinbrew show. Um, which is in, I think it's in Ohio, if I remember correctly. And Cointaker had a stand there with both the standard edition and the limited edition of the Cactus Canyon remake, which is their current title. And um, Chicago Gaming's Butch Peel was also there on on hand to answer any questions about it and uh, obviously provide technical support where where it needed. Um, I'm sure it wasn't. It's a smart idea to send Butch there. Yeah, yeah, he can. Uh, he's a good salesman and also a good technician, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a, a, a good representative for Chicago Gaming and for the Cactus Canyon remake. Oh yeah, absolutely, yes. So, and um, well, speaking of um, uh, Coin Taker, uh, there's mm-hmm. a. They're not only distributors for uh, Chicago Gaming, but also for Dutch pinball. Indeed, yep, for the, the Big Lebowski. So there's another bridge. <laughs> yep, because uh, you and I are uh, both going to a little uh, soiree that Dutch Pinball are hosting later this month, aren't we? Yes, we are, yes. Uh, we already mentioned it last month. Uh, Dutch Pinball will be ho- hosting their housewarming for the factory that they are already using for... I suppose a year or probably a year mm. and a half uh, now, um, but due to COVID, they never got the chance to officially do an or do an official opening or whatever you want to call mm. it. And uh, so they're um, uh, they're doing that at the uh, the twenty seventh this month, uh, and apparently here's the link to Cointaker. 
Uh, Chris and Melissa of Cointaker have both been invited to come over. And uh, when we, when I talked to them at Texas, they were very interested in doing so. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time for them to uh, to visit the Netherlands, and um, hopefully they were able to uh, to get uh, plane tickets at a uh, reasonable price, as it should say. <laughs> yes. And um, uh, we will uh, get to see them later this month. Yes, and we'll have details of, of how that went um, in our on our next pincast at the yes. uh, the start of June. Right. Yeah. Actually, we we could record our pincast actually at the event. Ooh, there's a there's a thought. Yes, yeah, well, it's yeah, not too so, noisy. Yeah. Yeah. So and and just 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 as a a warm up teaser. So I asked Barry, like, what the program is. So he said, well, you can either they're open uh, at two, but you can also come in at five. Um, there will be a barbecue. There will be music, and he suggested to book a hotel. Yep, already done. Yep. Good, so uh, we'll uh, give you more details of that, uh, as I say, next month's Pincast. So, right. moving uh, moving back to the US. and well, we're uh, really crossing the We are. We're flip-flopping back and, backwards and forwards more frequently than either of us, or, uh, yes, almost like American Airlines. Um, so, multimorphic, anyway, in uh, in Texas, going back to uh, to Texas, we were just talking about. Um, and, well, there's, there's a few items of news from them. Um, first of all, they have some job opportunities, if you are a uh, woodworker slash CNC operator or a pinball assembler. Well, nobody is a pinball assembler. They need to train you for that. Well, you say that. There may be some pinball assemblers from other companies who uh, fancy jumping oh, ship and doing multimorphic. Yes, yeah. yes. So those, those two uh, positions were, uh, may well still be available at uh, their Round Rock location in, in Texas, just near Austin. And uh, there's some other news as well about um, about what about uh, well we talk about supply line uh, delays and um, what else has they have uh, Multimorphic been saying about that? Well, um, what I have been saying mostly is um, uh, obviously last month was the Texas Pinball Festival, which was a big success, and um, the the uh, Weird L game is so popular that currently it takes about 13 months uh, before a new game can be delivered. That partly has to do with supply chain issues, but also to, due to the big demand and the, the, the time that they need to build the games. This is for uh, the for the whole base unit. Yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. And uh, what they're also doing is they're uh, uh, working with two production lines. One is only doing building the kits for the games, and one is building actually the complete games. So if you're already a customer and you already have a machine and you're just ordering the kit, you don't have to wait in line uh, for machines to be built. Um, so so they speed up that process, which is a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, especially if you're buying a game with with a kit, because then they be, be, uh, could be built in parallel. Right. Um, okay, and they're also um, well. One of the th- one of the things that they recently announced that we we covered here was the uh, the upgrade they they made to their flippers, which yes, was and, uh, um, something that needs to be supported in the software. And they have gone back and uh, added that feature 
to right. some of their earlier titles. Yeah, but they also need to, to, to send in some hardware, I suppose. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, they have been picking and chipping all outstanding flipper upgrade orders. So if you ordered such a, a flipper upgrade kit, then you probably received it by now. So uh, And, of course, and all, all new machines will have it uh, included uh, standard. Yes. And... Uh, I suppose that's that's all the the multimorphic news for now. But um, uh, well, those oh, and and um, the uh, um, they're already working on uh, the next game uh, coming after Weird Al. But obviously, since Weird Al is uh, uh, so popular, uh, I suppose that gives them some time to uh, to develop that game yes not much point bringing out uh, another new game if it's gonna you know it's gonna take six months before they can actually get any of the kits out uh, but we're talking just now about um support for the new flipper upgrade kits well there's a new version of uh, ranger in the ruins as well um if you have that game on your p3 you can download version 2.0.0.2 which um primarily um adds support for the new flipper upgrade kit it also does a couple of other things and uh, so you can download that over either over wi-fi or uh, over a usb stick if you want to do it that way right excellent so um moving up to i suppose it's uh, canada if i'm mm-hmm. not mistaken yep vancouver area yep yeah pinball adventures yeah um well as as we know that the punny factory um their first title which um, still hasn't actually gone into production yet. They uh, have been showing more pictures of, uh, well, six cabinets and back boxes with uh, various plastics and uh, and various Playfield artwork snippets have been uh, featured on their Instagram feed. Still no details of when or where the game will be available, though. Um, so just keep waiting. Uh, it looks like they're you know, slow progress, but they are progressing. So I suppose that that's good news, right? Um, I don't know if if you've got any any more news from. Uh, uh, yes, I do. From, from the company. Um, yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I, uh, first of all, I noticed, um, and I'm not sure whether you did. Um, the uh, uh, the company website uh, used to be pinballbuzz.com. Yes, that's um, right. And that has been uh, moved now to pinballadventures.com. Okay. So well, the entire website is now available on pinballadventures.com and the pinballbuzz.com website doesn't even exist anymore. Well, it hasn't existed for a long time. No, we, we commented no, on actually that when it, it back first up. disappeared. It, it oh. disappeared and it was up, back up and now it moved to pinballadventures.com. So, okay. um, and um, I... Um, uh, I have been texting with um, Andrew mm-hmm. uh, McBain, uh, yep. the owner of the company. I'm not sure whether he reached out to you, but um, he pointed me to a uh, uh, an upcoming page that uh, uh, will be announced, uh, or we can actually announce it, but probably next month. He asked me not to announce it this month. Uh, where actually the uh, the building process for Punny Factory can be followed. So if you have a game on order, or you know which game you have, then you can see how much of that game is already completed. Uh, we will share that link with you uh, next month. Wow, that's, a, that's an interesting and uh, a novel idea. Yeah. yeah, on the other hand, I was wondering, okay, 
I'm not sure how much time it takes to build such a page, but shouldn't you be building games? Well, I'm sure it can be done by somebody else. You know, True. somebody in charge of the website you know, it won't be the same person. Hopefully, it won't be the same person who's building games. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense, I suppose. Yes. Um, so apparently, um, there's, there's some more information about uh, exactly how the game is coming along. Um, yeah, well, um, Janos of uh, Team Pinball is uh, finishing up the code this week, and uh, they are also still waiting for some metal parts, which we should be done and powder-coated, and uh, once that's done, then they can move along. Um, I have been promised a, uh, a gameplay video, uh, which we should be sent after, after that, sorry about that. But, but no information about uh, the cost of the game yet? No, uh, which apparently is a difficult issue uh, at the moment as um, uh, prices for parts uh, keep changing due to uh, the, the, the shipping going up and down and, uh, well, the supply chain issues, you know. Uh, what, what. So that makes it a little bit difficult, but um, as soon as there is a price... Uh, to report, and of course, you'll be the first to hear it here. Or you won't be the first, but... <laughs> <laughs> you'll be one of the first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, one, one other company that um, we mentioned about before who haven't, who have been, well, been very low-key and almost um, invisible in their production plans is uh, Circus Maximus. Right, and, yes. Uh, apparently there's some news from them. Yes, um, apparently they are um, planning to provide their uh, production plans at the upcoming Southern Fried Gaming Expo, which uh, takes place in Atlanta, which is sort mm-hmm. of like their uh, hometown. Yep. Uh, it takes place from July 15th through the 19th. Um, still a show that I would like to uh, to go to at some point. Yeah, I'm not sure where too. I can make it uh, this year. But um, since it's their uh, um, uh, hometown show, I suppose, uh, we can expect news from, uh, from Circus Maximus uh, over there. Well, production plans, whether that's um, going to be a timescale, is going to be, we're not going to be producing anything. That, that would be a plan as well. But um, that, that's presumably for Kingpin and, and not to do with uh, Python's Pinball Circus game. Um, yeah, that's what I'm uh, expecting, yes. Yeah. Uh, I still have um, to see whether we ever get to that uh, Python's Pinball Circus uh, game. Yeah, um, well, we, we did comment last month about uh, about their, their absence from the Texas show. Right. Where they've been, where they've been uh, quite prominent um, exhibitors before. So uh, maybe they're just keeping things more local now. Maybe they are, yeah. Oh, well, we'll just wait and see. Uh, It's a couple of more months, and then we can report on that as well. Yep, good. Okay, other news then. Now, let's let's, first of all, you mentioned earlier about uh, you went to the the Flip Expo show in Le Trepot in France. Yes. Um, Anything to report from that? Well, it was, um, I think it was one of the the, uh, very well attended uh, show. Uh, The location was the same. New uh, organization in the sense of uh, a new chairman and uh, new volunteers and and uh, but um, a very popular 
with uh, locals and mm. uh, people attending. I don't think I've ever seen the line at the uh, Saturday morning before opening that long. Um, and um, uh, the number of games was up compared to uh, to previous years. Um, I'm not saying that the previous uh, people who organized it didn't do a good job, but um, this time uh, the number well the number of games was up, number of attendees was up. Um, I think the number of vendors was slightly down, which mm-hmm. is a pity. Uh, but overall, I think it was a very good show. And uh, I have to compliment the new organizers on uh, on their effort. Um, I plan to write a report which should be up on uh, pinball-magazine.com soon, but I've been very, very busy, um, so I haven't gotten around to writing it. Okay. Well, I'm sure it'll be be great when when you, when you do. And it's uh, it's one of those shows which I'm always incredibly impressed by how cheap it is to actually get into the show. Yes, you know, it's uh, what five euros. Five uh, euros entrance for one day, and yeah. also the um, uh, food and beverage are very, very reasonably priced. Yes, so, I, I mean, remember you, that. We're talking yeah, like uh, 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 two euros, say let's say two dollars for a, a, a can of soft drink, um, uh, crepes. Uh, pancakes, French pancakes, basically mm-hmm. uh, one euro fifty. Yeah, which is uh, hot dogs. I think were three three euros, uh, and then you get a, a French baguette with with a, a, a hot dog the size of your underarm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, it's um, very 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 impressive show, and uh, I, I missed going this year. Um, hope oh, to get you back. were missed. Trust me, you were missed. <laughs> That's so. very kind. But uh, hope to get back next time because it's not it's, it's a great show. It's also a, a lovely, lovely town and, and area there on on the coast. Yes, so. and uh, uh, the, the very interesting show uh, thing about this show, which I also told my girlfriend who came along for the very first time, um, it really is a family show. This is a show where you see uh, mum, dad, their kids, and their parents. So mm-hmm. grandma, grandpa are coming along as well, and uh, it's really funny to see eighty-year-old grandmas playing pinball and and still trying to shake the game, and then mm-hmm. you know that's just yeah, it's fun. Good. Um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, it just made me very jealous that uh, I wasn't there. But oh uh, well, you go to shows oh, well. that I wish I could go to. Well, maybe, but um, yeah. Um, so one of the, one of the good things about, about, um, I've always thought about, uh, probably certainly French shows is they have a sort of very relaxed and mature attitude to, to having a, a drink or a beer or a, oh, yeah, a, a, a yeah. perno or whatever it is you're, you're carrying around in there. Um, so t- on that theme, it was, uh, interesting to see that, uh, Ale Industries of, uh, of Oakland in California. They uh, not a million miles away from, uh, from a well-known pinball museum, actually in Alameda. Um, they are producing a pinball-themed beer called Degenerate Pinheads. I'm sure we can all think of a few of those, but um, Degenerate Pinheads IPA Series One is wow. here, which is a a light-bodied West Coast IPA, apparently with uh, dry hopped and uh, dry hopped with Sabra mosaic hops, and uh, it, it's done in, co- in collaboration with the Flipper Room and features nine designs 
of different uh, degenerate pinheads. So um, the idea is you collect all, all nine of, of the cans and uh, get all the characters. But uh, oh. yeah, they, they are they're very attractive designs. And uh, whether the beer's any good or not, I don't know. But it's a West Coast IPA, so it can't be that bad. If that's your uh, that's your your drink of uh, of choice. So, uh, so, so the, the, are the, the designs are different, but are they, uh, uh, the the beers uh, are the same? I think. I think the beers. Okay. Yeah, they're basically coming one of one of nine random designs, and uh, with each four pack that you buy, you get four different designs. Right. Okay. Well, that's uh, very interesting. I suppose. Um, I suppose it will be difficult to collect them all in Europe, but. Uh, well, I don't know. They may appear over here. Not a uh, ale industry is not a, a brewer I'm, I'm familiar with over here. So maybe it's uh, just just uh, a US based uh, distribution of those. But uh, or maybe you can order online. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we have some some news. I mean, when when we were in uh, Texas, I was uh, talking to to Randy of Color DMD, and he was telling me a little about this, but. Uh, you have a, a little more detail on um, some of the uh, issues that Color DMD is facing. Well, the issue is supply chain issues, mm-hmm. um, and um, I spoke to Randy as well, and he was um, already foreseeing um, that they would be forced to to basically stop production um, because they can't get uh, the parts that they need to 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 make their displays. Which is a very uh, sad thing, uh, because it basically is, is hurting their business. Uh, and um, uh, Color DMD, uh, which I suppose was Randy, uh, who is the, uh, the main man, I suppose, uh, sent out a message that uh, production has been impacted by the global chip supply shortage over the past several months. LCD displays are currently sold out. LED displays are in short supply, but a limited number can still be found under the Sigma product heading of the Color DMD website. Once they are able to resume production, they will send out a back-in-stock notification to their mailing list, to which anybody can subscribe on the Color DMD website. Okay, well, good luck to them in, uh, in getting some, some more panels through, because that's... Uh they're always a very popular purchase for for uh, any uh, any home co- home collector or buyer of of a of an LED slash LCD or DMD type game. Anyway, right? Yeah. So okay. Um, I suppose there's one last item to uh, to discuss, which is a uh, an interview that uh, Christopher Frenchy of the uh, super awesome pinball uh, show did with uh, Lime and Sheets, uh, which he has uh, recently made available. Yes, I think it's uh, it's the last interview that, that Lyman did before his uh, untimely death, and um, I think it was uh, suitably respectful to, to allow the uh, certain passage of time to take place after, after Lyman passed, before uh, publishing this uh, super awesome pinball show. Uh, recording, so that, um, it's certainly worth listening to. I would say, um, very talented guy and uh, has, very has talented a lot to say. host of a podcast as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very, very well put together show. Yeah, right. So, 
And I suppose that um, that rounds it up for um, our summary of April 2022. I think it does. Um, hopefully, it wasn't uh, wasn't too boring. And uh, despite there being no no big announcements of, of new games, there was as, you, as you've heard, still plenty going on. And uh, hope hope you uh, got some uh, some learned some new uh, information. Right. Okay. So we'll be back uh, at the beginning of uh, June mm-hmm. with our. Uh, monthly recap of the previous month with which which will be uh, may 22 until then uh well uh, happy flipping and uh, until next time yes we look forward to that we'll see you then bye for now bye bye <laughs>